When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it's BehindTheSteelCurtain.com coming to you with another breaking news podcast. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BTSC, along with the Oracle, the one and only BTSC editor, David Schofield. More news, Big Dave, more news coming in as the Steelers have not been quiet since the tampering free agency period has begun. I'll let you say it. What is going on with the black and gold? Well, Brian, I, I have to start off with this and say, you, you've got to keep coming back to me with, with short questions and short answers, because if you give me too much time, I'm going to fall asleep because I've just been going nonstop <laughs> since yesterday at noon when this started. It just seems like the news has been coming and coming and continue to come. It was, it, it's crazy. You're like, Hey, you're ready to record. Hold on a second there, Brian. Got to do the article that the Steelers just re-signed Montrevious Adams. You ready? Oh, no, hold on. I got to help Jeff Jeff Hartman out with the article about the Steelers signing a new assistant offensive line coach. Oh, hold on. Now it looks like the Steelers are signing center, guard, tackle, can play anywhere, but mainly a guard, James Daniels from the Chicago Bears. 
Yeah, that is the biggest news, and that's what we're going to lead the breaking news with. So with Mitch Trubisky signing yesterday and also the actually agreeing to terms, let me put it that way because we're still in the tampering period. We've got to call it agreeing to terms. And we also want to say Mason Cole agreeing to terms. If you like that name, Mason, you've got uh, (laughs) – you look like you had a, a guy named Mitch replace a Mason. And now you've got another Mason in here. So that's big news. Chooks Okorafor coming in big news. But this is something that I know that BTSC's Shannon White is really excited about because he has been tooting the horn of James Daniel. Is it Daniel or Daniels? I got to make sure it is, I don't screw that up. That's very good because James Daniel used to be the Steelers' tight end coach. That's James right. Daniels, Daniels with an S, Will, um, it looks to be joining the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. That's why I got confused. Okay. <laughs> yep. So with James Daniels coming in, this guy's 6'4". He was a former second rounder out of Iowa, and he's 327 pounds. Played a lot at guard. Like you said, he could play center. He could play at the tackle position. It looks like they are really paying attention to that offensive line in free agency. What are your early thoughts, Dave? All right. My thoughts are he's, I think they're going to stick with him in the interior. I think that's where he should be. I think he filled in some, a tackle. Um, I can't even remember if it was just maybe preseason or college. I, I can't remember, but I, I just, I heard that he was versatile there, but I specifically in the NFL, he, well, after coming in as a center from Iowa, hmm, centers from Iowa, um, he comes in transitions to guard as a rookie in order to, you know, get on the field, was able to, he started games after uh, another player was injured. Then he went back to center in his second, I'm pretty sure his second season is where he went back to, to, to center um, for a while, but then went back to guard when there was another injury there. Um, and it's kind of been there ever since, but he's played both left guard, right guard. Uh, bottom line is Mike Tomlin loves it when guys are versatile. He talked about it even with Kendrick Green at the end of last season. Say, hey, his his versatility was part of what, what we liked about him. That's got to be true for both of the offensive line signings that the Steelers have. They are mainly interior guys. I might, I've, I'm going on so little sleep. It might even have been Cole and not Daniels that has played a little bit of tackle. It's one of the two, <laughs> if you know what I mean. But I bottom line is they, 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 they've been shaping up. Uh, this is really solidifying and giving them some great options uh, on the middle of the offensive line. Yes, it absolutely does. It also, you know, alters the draft plan a little bit and we knew that would happen here i'm really excited about this deal because it's another player that you could go ahead and plug in and then you've got some great depth because you still have you still have jc hassenhauer who could be in the mix is he under contract still He's an exclusive rights free agent uh, for the second straight year because the way it works out, if it's a player in their second or third year, and this would be his his third, uh, but they have not done that yet. Now, it's going to be for a league minimum if they do, but it might be to a point where they do it. It's not going to cost anything on the salary cap. He's not even going to land in the top 51, I, I think, or if he does, it's going to be, you know, tens of thousands of dollars if if they do and they would lose nothing if he doesn't make the team it's not beneficial yet um chances are they do but now man you've got a lot of players there 
yeah, you do with Kendrick Green is, you know, where does he fall in the equation? That's one of the questions that will be answered probably more in camp. But you've got a lot more can, on that offense. I can answer line. that a little bit. I can try to answer that a little bit. Is you ready for me to try? Yeah, as long as it's not Jeff Hartman's answer of left bench. <laughs> no. Bottom line is, okay, if you look at the two signings that the Steelers have, to me, James Daniels, that's the that's the bigger guy. You can tell by the contract, okay? The reported contract for him, did, did you still have that number anywhere close to you, Brian? I'm trying to, yeah, to, to I make can sure. Yeah, I grab it. I know it, it was, was three years, it was just seven around 27. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was three years. Uh, oh my goodness, it, it's right here. Twenty six point five. All right, that is slightly slightly less than the Chuksakura for three years at twenty nine point two five. And Chuksakura for when the when it's when everything shakes out, his salary cap hit after displacement. How much he changed the salary cap for the Steelers is only about three and a half million dollars for the first year. If you're talking the same thing with Daniels, it, I mean, if anything, it would be maybe slightly less because his contract is slightly, slightly less. Now for Cole there, you were talking about three years, $15.75 million. So right there, the contract itself tells you that, that Daniels should be higher on the, on the off season. No one's ever put on, on a uniform or pads or anything depth chart than Cole just on the interior, regardless of position, you get to let this shake out to see who can play what position. All right. You've got Kevin Dotson in the mix, but he's guard. He could go either side guard, not center. Then you've got Cole Daniels and green all play all, you know, vying you know, three, three players for two other spots right now, the way it looks. And that's not even talking about someone like a John McGlue who, you know, played, you know, played admirably for the Steelers last year, but he's more of a developmental guy. I don't think he's there uh, an answer for 2022. But when it comes to looking at that, you're not talking about three players with two of them starting, one of them likely backing up. Um, I would say green over half an hour, even in a, in a, in a backup role, maybe. But when I look at Cole, Cole is already, Cole is a step up from what you would get from green last year. The question is, can Green improve enough to step ahead of Cole next year? So the Steelers, what they've done is they've increased their their floor, in my opinion. You know, if Kendrick Green doesn't doesn't make a huge jump, they already have better options. That's what you want to see. If Kendrick Green makes a huge jump, you know, some are like, how in the world is he going to do that? I'm not counting him out, but I'm also not counting him in. What's great is the Steelers don't have to count on that jump for them to have uh, an improved offensive line next year. And that is what's important. Let's talk about the rest of the offensive line real quick. You okay. have, I have four guys that I'm going to throw out to you and you okay. can just say gone or eh, maybe, maybe still with the team. So first of off the, probably the two that are probably evident that they're gone would be BJ Finney and Trey Turner. Absolutely. They're not under contract. They're not going to be coming back after making these signings. I agree with that wholeheartedly. All right. Now let's look at tackles. Zach yeah. Banner and Joe Haig. You're going to get my head ripped off because people aren't going to like it that I'm going to say, I don't see either of them going anywhere. And I, everyone is so ready to cut Zach Banner. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this uh, a little bit on on Stat Geek this coming week. So so make sure we're ready for that. And by that time, I might not be talking about it because he might already be gone. Okay, because we just don't know. I'm just going by based on Kevin Colbert's words. Now those words came before the Steelers made any moves in free agency. And the only move that they've made so far is Chooks of for. I think the fate of Zach Banner might lie more in the 2022 NFL draft than it has so far in free agency. If the Steelers go tackle early, meaning day one or day two, that could be the writing on the wall for Zach Banner. The problem is the $5 million that you could save right now, Zach Banner is the highest salary cap player on the Steelers offense. He has the highest cap number on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, and he's not even currently in line to be a starter unless he would take the job. So I'm not saying that he's going to play under his current contract, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's still around um, with a different deal. Are the moves with Chooks, Cole, and now Daniels, are they conducive to the environment that, Matt Canada is going to try to impress on that offensive line and on that offense as a whole. Well, you've got Matt Canada, but you've also got a new offensive line coach, but it seems like the, that offensive line coach has philosophies that line up with the kind of stuff that Mike, that Matt Canada would like to do. So it all has to work. Everything has to work together um, all in one. And I'll be honest with you. I've been kind of waiting to see who the Steelers are going to have on the offensive line before I dive into that question. And this is new. This is fresh. So this is something I really want to continue to dive into. But it seems as if these, these players are going to on paper, and we don't want to talk about that too much because you know those those uh th- that mistake by the lake. They're they're constantly paper champions in the <laughs> yep. offseason every year. We don't want to be that, but on paper, it appears that the Steelers have an at least a a somewhat improved offensive line for next year, and that's without even addressing pos- the position at all in the draft, which is yet to happen. So I, I think we're kind of getting by having a number of options is the big thing you can do to really see what guys can do, what you want them to do at which spot. So if we look at the five right now, that seems to be the starting five, would you agree that right now, like just like weeks ago, if the season started today, Mason Rudolph's the starter. If the season starts this weekend, are we looking at more Dotson Cole Daniels and Okorafor as the starting five. Uh, I'm going to say realistically, yeah, but I don't know that they would put both Cole and Daniels in there prior to one single practice. I mean, if they practiced this week and had to play a game this week, then then I would say that's that's the that's where you want to pencil stuff in. I would, uh, but you know how the Steelers are when they come out with their first uh, depth chart. Chances are, anyone you know, guys from last year are going to probably be in there ahead, unless your name's Kevin Dotson, because I'll find any reason to bump him out. Um, I that's why I say because Dotson finished the season on IR, knowing the Steelers if they had to, if they had to start a game this week, they'd put Green at center and put the other two guys at the guards, just because that's kind of the mentality they've had with him. Um, I don't think that's how it's going to shake out. I'm just kind of bringing that up as kind of a uh, uh, a point of reference. So I think my main question, the whole thing, it looks like Daniels is being brought in to be a starter. 
and yes. expected to be a starter. What about with that Cole? money? Yes. What about Cole? Um, Cole is, but with the base, it's all, it's all based on the money. When you, if you look at the money and the amount they spend, it starts to tell you what they have in mind for that player. Okay. Obviously, it, it, I mean, because it has to be. You're not going to bring in a guy that, that, like last year with Trey Turner, you don't bring in Trey Turner as the most expensive piece of your offensive line and think, well, he's going to have to come in and earn the job over whoever they had at the time, which they didn't really have anybody was the problem. So when you look at the money, Daniels is the guy that I would say, if you pick one of the free agents that has to be starting, not counting Chooks of core for it, because he was with the team last year, it's Daniels. Chooks is the starter based on the money they just paid him. Daniels is, is kind of penciled in as the front runner to be a starter based on the money they gave him. Cole was the guy that said, Hey, here's, here's a guy that was a rookie last year that struggled at center. You're coming in with the with the money. It is our expectations. You you've got it. You need to beat him out. You have every opportunity to do it, um, based on the money. And if it's if it's based and as I said before, if we're going off of Kendrick Green's performance last year, Cole's going to get that job. The only way is is hey, does Green see the writing on the wall and how much does he step up his game in year two? And the Steelers don't have to worry and bank on him doing that. I don't know the exact number, but if you had a confidence level last week with the Steelers offensive line, let's say it was a five, what would it be now? Uh, the confidence level in the line. I'm honestly, I'm going six and a half. Okay. If I'm going from a five, I'm going to a six and a half, but my alt, <laughs> I, because we have to see how these guys all fit together. I'm not going to get too overly excited. I would love to say an eight. I would absolutely love to jump to an eight. But the biggest thing with an offensive line that you have to realize is how they play together. So this, this has a potential to go to an eight or an eight and a half once they actually play together. Right now, based on what they've done in the past, that's what's made it somewhat of an increase. But the whole idea that the trajectory of what they could do is would be in the higher direction rather than, than um, on the decline is really what's important, in my opinion. Well, we have spent a lot of time talking about the offensive line, and that's on a lot of people's minds. And there's yeah. a new offensive line coach. What do you know? Because I know you wrote the article. He is the assistant offensive line coach, and he's got to be happy with what he's walking into because it's a lot better than it looked just two days ago. Yeah, well, it's I, I assisted in the article. I'm not going to take, take, you know, Jeff Hart, Hartman's name is on the article because uh, he's the one who did the article on, on Isaac Williams. And there was a report that the Steelers were struggling to find someone to fill this job. He does not come in with a huge coaching pedigree. Um, for example, he's coming from North Carolina Central University last season. He was at Morgan State uh, the previous three seasons and Northern Colorado two years before that. Um, working with the offensive line. So this is this is more this isn't like last year when you had Simo, you know, Coach Morgan, who came in as a former NFL head offensive line coach. I say head because he wasn't the assistant. He was the main offensive line coach. Um, this is more of somebody uh, trying to find their way from the college ranks up to the NFL. So it's not like it's something to be excited about, but at the same time, it's the assistant offensive line coach. Whether the Steelers, the Steelers could have been dead last in offensive line, which some people feel that they might have been last year, although 
Technically, they weren't. They could have been dead last in offensive line last year, lost players, and this is still going to be a coach that's excited for the opportunity um, based on where he's coming from. So it's not like it's a sexy hire for the Steelers, but uh, it, it could be one. You know, I'm sure Brian Flores wasn't a, a sexy hire for the for the Patriots when they brought him into the scouting department, and look what he grew into. He so, is now, yep. Yep, T- time will tell with this one. Absolutely. I, I like the way you put it. So many Mitch, Mitch Trubisky coming in and we didn't have the <laughs> money numbers until last night. And I tell you what, he did not really break the bank. And if he does end up breaking the bank, it's what 13.1, 13.2 a year. If he gets all of those incentives and you're praying he gets those incentives because it's a successful pickup if he does. Right. It's it's crazy. I'm I've there was a bunch of different numbers you could go by. Nothing's been made official, obviously, because they can't sign yet. They can't sign until Wednesday at four. But there was a few. The numbers were off a little bit based on your source. I used my sources, Jerry Dulock, because he's you know rather than the national guys, because he might have had more inside information directly from the Steelers. This had to come from the Steelers, and this was pointed out. Trubisky's agent didn't didn't share these numbers. That side didn't share the numbers. So when that side didn't share the numbers, and when we talked yesterday about this, and I said, oh, he was estimated you know, $10 million per year, that's because he probably came in less than what he was estimated. And that's exactly what happened. Now, it could be more. And the Steelers don't do these kinds of deals. They don't do big incentive-laden deals for the most part. So the fact that he could earn another, according to Jerry Dulock of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, he could earn another $12 million in incentives over the two seasons would be would, would be interesting. Now, one thing, and I I should have included this in the article because I didn't think about it at the time because, you know, n- no sleep, all this stuff going on, um, is that – the question are, are these incentives likely to be earned or not likely to be earned? And that's how they, the, the league deems them that way. And that's what affects the salary cap. If it's, you know, making the pro bowl, the super bowl, the blah, blah, blah. Right now, Trubisky is not guaranteed to be the starter. So those are probably going to be not likely to be earned because if they're, if they're likely to be earned, then they count them on this year's salary cap. And if he doesn't get them, the Steelers get a credit for them. If they're not likely to be earned, then they don't count on this year's salary cap. And if he earns them, then they count on next year's salary cap. So knowing the Steelers, it's probably the latter because they don't want it to, you know, to keep that cap number down. But yeah, to, to, to see that, you know, an average of what he's actually going to get without incentives of being, you know, just over $7 million a season. And with a lot of that, you know, if you're talking about most of that being a signing bonus the first year, that really keeps this year's salary cap number down. Fantastic. And that's what you love to hear, because the next question is, is there more room to bring outside guys in? You know, you're going to be looking in-house. There's the Akella Witherspoon situation. There's also uh, Terrell Edmonds, who has been get making some noise with some other teams maybe possibly interested in them. There's some guys you're looking to bring in. You already signed one of your own Montrevious Adams today. So that's going to affect things. But do you think they've got one or two more deals in them from the outside? Uh, I, I think they do. I think they can. Well, I don't know that it's from the outside. Now I think the focus might be, hey, maybe some of these guys, you know, like an Edmonds, like maybe – I'm, I'm not giving up on Juju Smith-Schuster until he's gone. Um, 
Because remember, none of the players from the Steelers from 2021 who are free agents have signed somewhere else um, at the time of this recording. So they're still all in play. Um, but one of those guys, I, I think, you know, could still have a possibility of coming back now that you see, hey, this is what we're doing with this team. I mean, if you're someone like Juju Smith-Schuster, you're like, hey, we're making moves to improve the offensive line. We're bringing in another quarterback that will compete, you know, even, even in Coach Tomlin speak, compete for the job, but likely will we'll have that job. That right there should should make you say, you know, maybe, maybe this is worth sticking around for. But when it comes specifically to the numbers, there are some people that when they want to talk about the Steelers salary cap, they take things that they're going to cost the Steelers money in September and think that they need to save that money back right now. That's bad business. You don't you don't take that money, you know, take the money that you're going to spend after the preseason and put it in your pocket so you can use it then knowing that you very well likely could be making moves to get that to to get that money at that later time i mean there's a couple i mean i don't know how much the Steelers want to increase tj watts cap numbers in the future but my goodness they could they could get gain 17 million dollars in a restructure with him this year that's significant money. That's going to more than pay for everything that you need during the season. I'm not the kind of guy that's going to keep that money in my back pocket now because you could earn that. You could find ways to find that for those expenses going into the season, like your practice squad, like your 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 money that you know we call carryover that you you use on expensive during the season, like paying the last two guys on your roster when 53 count and not just 51. So to me, I would if I was the Steelers. I would take the money that they have left. I'm really not sure what it is because we don't know the Killebrew exact figures. We don't know any figures with with Mallette's deal. But if I were to sit here and calculate these things, that they're they probably have close to ten million dollars. If I were to estimate um, available to them, and I'm not going to sit back and save that money for then. I'm going to go ahead and invest in that right now. And the fact that the Steelers are doing a lot of these things as two year deals. I think is a, is very telling because they're keeping that first year cap number down um, and then making sure that players locked in for that second year. Very good. Last question before we get on out of here and stare at the uh, waiver wire, excuse me, not the waiver wire, but the transaction wire <laughs> and uh, waiver wire too, because guys are coming up and you just never know who's yeah. going to land where, but, is there a marching band and balloons and champagne going on wherever Najee Harris is right now? Yeah, I think right there that's um, someone brought that up on our Slack channel. Do you remember who it was that said, hey, this is going to be better for Najee? It might have been Jeffrey Benedict. It was either him or KT Smith. One of those guys that I know really watch watch the film and, and everything. They, they're like, this has got to be good for Najee. You're saying, hey. We're, 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 we're making moves to invest in that line. Hey, we're, we're getting a quarterback that actually does more RPO and things of that nature that, uh, that this should benefit you. And it shouldn't put all the pressure on you breaking tackles behind the line of scrimmage. So I don't know if I'm busting out the champagne, um, because the last thing you want to do is anoint something great that hasn't had a chance to show anything. Uh, but it, it, I like the whole mentality of let's invest the money to get it done. Are you golf clapping right now? At least I'm golf clapping. Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm golf clapping because 
you know, it's that it's that infamous P word, the potential of what the moves that the Steelers have made could be. Um, does it mean they live up to that potential? That's why you play the games. Fantastic. Dave Schofield, this was a great great i feel like i interviewed you dave yes and- <laughs> it does and that's why i feel like brian before we go i have to ask you a question i did it before i feel like i i need to do it now are you busting open the bottles of champagne i'm very pleased i i'm gonna be <laughs> like you i i see you are you're a lot more conservative when it comes to this me i look at this as exactly what i wanted them to do i i wanted the mitch thing to happen because i'm looking at the big picture that i don't love this draft class i think there's some good things in the draft class but i don't know if i want to hang my hat on this draft class and you've got a 27 year old that comes in and has the potential to have a career renaissance so I I like that. I like the other moves. I like the fact that they're saying we need to fix this offensive line and they're fixing the offensive line. I remember Kevin Colbert saying, Hey, one regret I have last year was not bringing in a veteran free agent for the offensive line. And I'm not going to make that mistake this year. Well, he's not, he is definitely doing what he said he's going to do. This follows really what you want your team to do. You don't want all blockbuster moves. I mean, I really look as much as I would love to have Russell Wilson here. I don't want to spend that much capital on him when we can go ahead and build a different way, build the Steeler way with pieces of the puzzle. And these are pieces of the puzzle that I think are absolutely fantastic. So I'm really excited. Um, breaking news here. So I'm just going to say this, this is not with the Steelers, but with one of their competitors, Marcus Williams of the New Orleans saints just signed. Well, agreed to terms with the Baltimore Ravens five years, $70 million deal. It's a big time safety going to Baltimore. Yeah. Then that's basically their first signing. Um, also that's just been coming out recently was that, uh, um, although it was reported Randy Gregory was returning returning to the Cowboys, he actually uh, changed his mind and went to the Broncos. Oh, wow. So he's yeah. changing conferences. So, so there you go. Man, I tell you, it is, uh, it's absolutely happening. <laughs> it's crazy right now. It really is. Can, can, can I leave with the, the end of this with, with one last statement? It's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting um, KT Smith, your counterpart on the, no, I can't even remember the name of your show. What's the name of your show? Here we go. The Steelers show. Here we go. The Steelers show. Cause it's the pregame show during the season. It's yes. just, you take the word. Pre-game. Here we go. Here we go. Steelers pregame show. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he said um, to us in the staff, he said, Daniels, because he loves Iowa linemen. And he said, Daniels might be the most exciting free agent signing for me in years. That you know, from a, from a, from a very successful high school coach, offensive mind to say something like that. I'm, I, I feel even better about it now, man. I tell you what, when Kevin Smith talks, I just, he's like <laughs> EF Hutton to me. I seriously, yes, I love doing a show with him because all I have to do is throw, throw out my questions and he just runs with it just like you did today. So I'm listening to Dave Schofield as well. <laughs> Let's get I don't on know. I'd, I'd, I'd listen to Kevin more than I'd listen to me, but well, I trust you as well. So with that being said, there's, there's my phrase you love so much. I love it. We're going to get on out of here and we're going to see what's going to happen next. Hopefully we're on tomorrow with more breaking news and hopefully no sleep till Brooklyn for Mr. Schofield. 
For Dave Schofield, I'm Brian Anthony Davis. Love you, Pittsburgh. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the Dave. You take it. Hypocycloids. <laughs>